Well, good morning, everybody. This, I, as uh, Bill said, I'm Don, and that's Jill. And uh, we used to do the missions for the church, Lighthouse Church here. And uh, so um, we used to do the local and the global ministry here. And about two years ago, we packed up our, all of our belongings and put it into storage and ventured to Costa Rica. And um, we're doing ministry there, and this is absolutely wonderful what we're doing there. Um, I'm going to hand it over to Jill to say something right now. So, Yeah, so some of you remember before Don and I actually settled down in Costa Rica, we took mission teams down there from this church. So there's lots of people that are here that have been on the mission teams, and that was always what we thought we would be doing. And then God opened up the doors for us to actually be down there full time two years ago. And uh, so we're going to tell you a little bit about what we've been doing this year down there. Um, so I'm going to have to do this kind of next slide thing. So this next slide, please. Um, so just to kind of explain where Costa Rica is, because it's not Puerto Rico. A lot of people get confused. San Jose, Costa Rica, San Juan, Puerto Rico. It's in Central America, and Nicaragua is north, and Panama is south. And we're about where that yellow dot is, and um, so we're a couple miles from the Panama border. In a very small town, like when we come here, we're in culture shock because we walk in the grocery store, and there's an entire aisle of cheese, you know. And there, everything's just little small stores, and I think there's two places you can actually buy shoes or not even shoes, clothes. <laughs> so it's a very small rural town, which is um, a beach town, and it has a lot of opportunity because there's a lot of poverty, but then there's a lot of opportunity because there's tourists that come to the town. Um, okay, next slide. Um, so the nature there is amazing. We're in a tropical jungle and everything is very green and we have parrots fly over in the morning and sloths and these beautiful blue butterflies. So it's a gorgeous place, but next slide. Um, there's a lot of poverty. Um, I, I read that a third of households are headed by women, which basically means grandma and mom are raising several kids. There's no dad around. You know, you see that a lot with poverty and um, substance abuse and molestation in a lot of broken families, which is kind of sad. It's a Catholic country and they're very traditional in some ways, but, um, and they love to do things with their family like a lot of Hispanic cultures do, but it's, it's, um, there's a lot of brokenness and therefore a lot of poverty and need. So what we've been finding out as we be there longer and longer is that these families have all these um, issues like molestation is huge in Costa Rica and we had no idea. And so we've been digging deeper into this and we have been walking alongside another ministry couple that are gonna get together and we've started uh, having meetings. Um, it's like a AA program which is kind of a 12-step program which is geared towards the molestation issues and things like that. So in these meetings we've been finding out that these, some of these women are 60 years old and they've been walking with this issue as a burden for so many years and now they have an outlet, us, that they can talk to uh, about these issues and, and 
right now we have a 14-year-old boy that has started coming to the group, and he hasn't opened up yet. So we've been meeting with them every Sunday after church and just discussing in, in a very casual arrangement and make them feel like they can open up to us and trust us. Okay, next slide. Um, so talking about poverty, this is um, some friends we've gotten to know very well, this family. And it's a family of six, um, plus two babies, and all women. Um, well, actually, no, the girl has a boyfriend. Um, and it's, um, that's their house. They are a wonderful family. They um, believe in Jesus, um, but the mom just keeps having babies and no dad, and so there's a lot of poverty. And um, so I'll talk a little bit more about them and how we're helping them in a minute, but that kind of gives you an idea of what, you know, some of the living conditions are. Next slide. You want to talk? Yeah, so um, when we were here in California with Lighthouse Church, um, I met uh, Ian from Trellis, and I spent many much time with Ian with all the different programs that they were having in the community and always meeting um, for prayer and, and we're better together and um, updating, uh, just creating relationships with all the different churches in the community. And they do the serve day. And I thought to myself, boy, I really want to do this in Costa Rica and I want to create another trellis in Costa Rica. And it's, it's, it's been a long road, but we're getting there, and it's real exciting to see. Um, uh, we have five different churches now that are working with us, which is absolutely awesome. Uh, mostly uh, Spanish-speaking churches, and then we have one church that we work alongside that is English and Spanish-speaking church. So it's, it's amazing to see how God has been working in the community, and it's amazing to see that the distance that, that we have to travel now between an area called Okachao, and, and it's just amazing all the way to Avita, and, and it's, it's just what we've been uh, dreaming of, of doing in Costa Rica. Okay, next slide. Sorry. Don forgot his glasses this morning. <laughs> I'm standing here. That's why I'm looking over this one because I can't see that one very well. <laughs> so um, what we've started there is... Uh, Just talk about the focusing on improving. Okay. No, I'm sorry. Focusing on improving job and school opportunities and, improve, and improving their lives. And we started analyzing this, and so what we did was we thought we would start some English classes in the community. And what this has done, it's very exciting because we were having some issues with trying to, earning the trust of the different churches in the community. And so what this has been doing is bringing us closer together because of our English classes. We've been able to meet these different churches, and now they're coming to us and saying, hey, you guys, because of this English class, we would like you to do it at our church. So 
Um, in the next couple of slides, we will show you later on how many different uh, um, classes and teachers we have right now, which is very exciting. And then we've got another different program, which we're just going to be starting out in uh, most probably November, December, which is very exciting. And we'll talk a little bit about that in, in, in the slides down, down the road. And then we'll, we're also, we've been working with a local elementary school and we refurbished um, part of their classroom and their recess area. And then one of the other things we've done is to do school backpacks with school supplies. And, um, and then as Don mentioned, the support for victims of molestation. So those are some of the key things we've been working on um, recently. Okay, next slide. Um, so Don talked about the English classes. These are really exciting. It's something I had never in my life been a teacher and I've never organized English classes, but it just kind of happened that we um, fell upon this need. And so I started teaching one class and then it got bigger and there were more different levels and now we have beginner, intermediate and advanced and we have five classes and it's kind of neat because they're throughout the community. So one is at a local restaurant and then one is at the church and we were just asked to work with a non-Christian nonprofit because they want English classes in their community. So I teach a little bit but I also am organizing. We have you know, about 60 students right now. And, um, and then there's another town where their church has asked us to come and teach English. So it really has opened up um, opportunities. And one of the great things about English there is, you know, as I mentioned, it's a kind of a poor rural town, but it's popular with tourists. So any local person that can speak English can get a job, get a, well, a good paying job in the hotel or a restaurant, whereas normally um, a laborer would maybe make like $2.25 an hour, whereas as an example, our really good friend who's 24 who speaks English um, just got a job where she's making like what a doctor makes. So it's, it's crazy, you know, how English can provide opportunity. Um, and then this shows some of the different classes that we've got. And um, next slide. Um, more. We've got seven teachers now, and I've got two more that I'm training. And, um, and then there's this new opportunity that just kind of came about a week before we left. You want to talk about that? Yeah. Um, and, you know, soccer is huge in Costa Rica. That's the only sport they play. And so it's really cool to see. And um, so we were approached by a couple, Jason and Sarah, and they said, you know, we would love our students to be able to come to your English classes and, and uh, just learn English. And so as we were having our discussion, um, they were saying to us that these kids are, some of them are so, so they're so good at soccer, and so they need a, 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 a um, scholarship. And so they can't get the scholarship because they can't speak English. So the reason why we're meeting with them is to allow these kids to have the opportunity to get the education of speaking English, and they can go on and get their, their, their scholarships playing soccer. So it's very exciting for us, and we're busy working on that right now to, to bring, pull that together. There's about 100 kids in the soccer league, and he's not just teaching coaching soccer, but he's teaching them values and morals, and then is going to add the English, so it's kind of developed the whole person approach. 
and, uh, and there's some really talented kids, and that's a way out of poverty also um, for kids that play soccer really well. Um, let's see, next slide. And um, this was a recent graduation. We do a session of classes, and then we'll have a big celebration. Everybody gets a certificate, and the certificates mean a lot to them, so we kind of celebrate. Um, so that was from a recent graduation. Okay, next slide. There you are. <laughs> <laughs> um, this was um, a, a reporter in San Jose, the capital, did an article about our English classes. And just that, you know, a lot of times expats, that's what we're called, will go down to Costa Rica and they just retire and, you know, play games and have fun with each other. And, you know, there's a lot of socializing, which we do also, but um, it was kind of, the article's kind of about you know, this, the expats that are helping in the community with teaching English, so that was what that was about. Um, and then we talked about the elementary school. Um, our neighbor knew that we were doing work in the community, so he came to us, he's a local guy, and he said, you know, my kid's elementary school is just falling apart. The recess area is just all gravel. There's no place for the kids to play. The slide and the Swing sets are broken, they can't even swing. And so, and, um, and then he said, they have nine chairs, and there's, they're the rusty chairs you see in that picture, and there's 25 kids. So the other kids just sit on the floor. And um, can you guys help? So we met with the principal, and kind of there was another organization that was helping also. So we came and worked together. And so if you see in the upper left, there's, um, that's the gravel recess area, and then below that is the broken swing. And uh, then, next slide. Um, can I just hold that slide for a second? Um, the, play, the, the playground was um, these little rocks, and so the kids would come down the slide, and they would just slide right onto these rocks all the time. And so we didn't, we thought, wow, that's pretty dangerous. So what they did was they, they added this padding now throughout the playground, and then they can put they put the swings and everything else and the slide on top of it. Mm -hmm. So it's really cool. So it's kind of you can see a little bit of a the grassy area and a real and the swing set was refurbished and we brought in new slide and um, bought 25 chairs. So we liked kind of the idea of not just working with Christians and churches, but um, also out in the community with the schools. Um, next slide. So um, part of, as we talked about, Trellis, um, probably one of the big things that they stand for is working together. You know, we're better together and bringing churches together. And you guys probably here, um, here in Costa Mesa know, you know, the serve day and there's, well, I don't know how many um, churches, Ian. <laughs> but um, Ian is here, by the way. Stand up, Ian. Ian's, um, yeah, the, with Trellis, and he has like stood beside us and helped to guide us through so much of this, meeting with us, you know, letting us tap his brain and helping us understand how they did it and also um, reminding us that it took many years. It doesn't just happen like this to accomplish what they did with how many, how many um, people were at the, you had 50 projects and 1,000 people? Wow, at the serve day, which I know a lot of you participate in. So, 
Yeah, really cool. So um, we were talking with um, Ian about, you know, let's get the pastors together. Well, it's not as easy in Costa Rica because the pastors, they have these little small congregations and they are not into sharing their sheep. <laughs> and so, you know, they're not really into let's all come together and and um, I think they're so small and they're afraid of losing people. I don't know. It's just a different attitude than here. But we kind of found a way around it through the pastor's wives. And so I, <laughs> I've been invited to a few different events that had pastor's wives. And one of them was um, the, the photos that you see here. And there were probably a dozen churches and there were wives. And there were also people that had their own nonprofits. But they were all women in leadership in Costa Rica. And we, I became friends with a lot of them, and some of them were, that's how we got to know the, their husbands, was through the wives. And um, so we now have, as Don said, there's five different churches that we are doing work with. Next slide. Um, and as Don mentioned about the molestation, when I was at this one conference with pastors, wives, and volunteers, and people that are Christians, um, leaders in the community, um, it was a kind of a retreat, and there was a, all women, but one guy was the chef, and he was like cooking the meals for the women. There was about 30 women. And he came out and one day, and he asked permission, Can I, I feel like God wants me to talk to these women, and he said, I, and, you know, have very rarely shared this, but he said when I was young, from when I was about, I think, 11 to 18, I was molested by my priest. And so he shared this very deeply with the women, and he said, I feel like God is telling me to start, you know, to see if there's anybody else here who would like to start a support group. And if there is, during free time, you know, we're going to be meeting over here to the side. And so I felt immediately like this is something Donna and I should be involved in. So I'm like, I'm going to go see what happens, thinking hardly anyone's going to come. Half of the women, 14 out of 30, came to this support group. And they're all very interested, and they're from all churches in about an hour radius. So it was pretty cool. We've now had two meetings, and we have people that are coming from all over and meeting at... Um, a little church in a small town and as Don said um, the in Costa Rica the whole idea of molestation is very shameful and people don't tell anybody ever and so they live with this guilt that it was their fault and so part of the 12-step program we're doing is teaching them that it's not that you were a victim and this person was a criminal and it happens there because a lot of families live together with, the, you know, the uncle and the kids and everybody's in the same house. And there's more opportunity for that. I don't, I'm not quite sure why, but um, it is a problem. And it's very rewarding to see how many people are coming out of the woodwork. A lot of the, the, the problems with that whole issue is that the mom of the child has been molested as well. So they don't. They have a hard time with that. And um, the family is so big that if this is brought up in the family, because the, they got the uncle, the grandpa, the grandma, and all of these things going on, and maybe the grandpa that did this. And so it's just this whole mix of things, and they worried about the 
grandma dying of a heart attack if she finds out about this and just things like that and so um, it's, it's really tugs at our heart to see this going on in the community and it's very very prominent in Costa Rica I mean not just in Obita it's all over the place and uh, so um, it's just we feel that this is something that we can help with. Okay, next slide. Um, the other thing we've been involved with, not directly, but supporting the, the people there is a cooking um, class and it's teaching women to cook as a business so that they can, you know, if they're a, a single mom at home, they, they can have their own business. And so there's cooking classes once a week. And um, there's also sewing classes um, where they learn to make something that they can sell. Uh, next slide. And uh, yeah, just lots of activities for women because some of them have very hard lives. Um, some of them work a lot and others don't have work but have lots of kids at home. Um, next slide. And uh, we were talking about the churches. Um, do you want to talk about that? Yeah. Well, <clears throat> that church you see up there in the top corner um, some of you will recognize that church because that's the church we painted. Uh, there's three, three or four classrooms at the back of that church that a lot of you guys end up, ended up painting. And so it's pretty cool that we've kept this relationship going with the church. And they remember us, our entire team coming in there and painting the church. And that has really opened the door and the relationship to grow with that church. So that's been pretty cool. Um, and then the other church, um, the lower uh, corner there, you'll see there's a bunch of people down there. And that is a little church outside. Um, and they just built this roof shack over the top. And that's their church. And that's in, the location is in Hatio. And it's pretty interesting because Joel and I rented a house in Hatio for three months uh, when we were in Costa Rica a couple of years, about three years ago. And little did we know we were going to be having a relationship with this church in Atio, and it's just down the street from where, where we used to live. And then the, the big picture, that's the church that we're affiliated with, that a lot of people here, um, God, I'm trying to think, we have a lot of people that have been on mission trips. We have Diane and Jackie and, um, oh, and Mauri Cruz and Juan and John and <laughs> oh and michelle yes these guys and who else oh yeah ann and glenn yeah oh gosh richard <laughs> richard and greg and richard has been on every single one i think right no missed the first one yeah so anyway um, it's, it is kind of cool so that's the church that we are um, affiliated with but in its um, Maybe three-quarters of the people are local Costa Ricans, and then there's expats. It's English and Spanish, but the other churches are all Spanish. So we go, and we attend their church, and we worship with them, and we understand a fraction of what they say in the sermon. But <laughs> um, Next slide. Um, you want to talk about this? So this is cool, man. Um, we go to this church. It's called the Beach Church, and so um, that's... Um, in a, in, in a town called uh, Capers. And um, so we go there, but we have a lot of distractions when you're on the beach because 
Um, you really have to stay focused when they're having the service because you've got monkeys above your head throwing you with sticks. And then you have, then you have people, you know, swimming in the ocean and, and you've got people uh, um, riding on these big uh, tube, the banana boats that go flying in the air and all sorts of things going on while you're trying to be serious and worship. So... It's, it's quite an interesting thing to go to the Beach Church. So yeah. we, love, we love those guys, and they're doing a great job there as well. So. Yeah, it's funny. I always thought church should be outside at the beach, and now that we've experienced it, we're like, no, it doesn't really work that well. <laughs> All right, next slide. Um, so thanks to Jeannie, do you remember you were cleaning things out and you had a bunch of backpacks? And uh, so Jeannie um, gave us a bunch of backpacks that the church had, um, and we put them in suitcases, took them to Costa Rica. We bought some additional ones. And so we had a backpack giveaway because a lot of the students, they cannot afford even school supplies, let alone backpacks. And so we gave away, I think, at least 30 backpacks to, to dozens of different um, kids. And... Um, that is really cool. Uh, they get to go pick which one. We had so many. They all had personalities. So, you know, the little girls got the unicorn and the little boys got the um, monsters. So. A, a, a lot of these uh, people in the community don't have any transportation, so they can't get from point A to point B. So what we did was we loaded the car with all the supplies and we just drove to each home. And there were people who would be able to come out with their kids and pick their uh, books and their pens and their backpacks. And that was really cool for them and, and because they got to choose what they really wanted. So it was really exciting for them. Okay, next slide. So um, we have, I think the, one, the really special part about being in Costa Rica for us is the relationships we've made with the local people. So these are three different families that we're particularly close with. And my Spanish is not great, but I can at least have conversations with them, and that's really opened up doors. And so um, it's been really, really wonderful kind of earning their trust because at first they're a little skeptical of us. Um, but we are, we, it's like every day I feel like we're getting closer and meeting other people and becoming like family to them. Um, next slide. And uh, this is one family. The girl's name is Nidaline. And you guys will remember um, when we did, oh, Charlene, I didn't even mention Charlene and Todd earlier. They're right in the middle. Um, you guys remember when we did Hands of Mercy and we packed up rice and beans and coffee and took to different homes. Well, this is one of the homes. And actually, Jackie is in this picture. <laughs> The one in the top right, um, you're in the back, Jackie, you can't see. But it's a family, that's the one I was talking about where the mom, um, the mom is the problem, even though she has good intentions, but she's got five kids. Well, she has four kids and she just had a baby and there's no dad and no money and she hasn't been able to work because she was pregnant and had high blood pressure. So the whole burden is on her 18-year-old daughter who also has a child. Um, her daughter's got a three-year-old right now, you know, and it's kind of like the perpetuating, but this daughter is very motivated and she loves the Lord and she wants to get out of the cycle and she goes to school at night. She's finishing her high school degree at night and then she goes to beauty salon school 
in the day, and she's already got her cosmetics license, and in October she'll be a full-fledged stylist. So we've been kind of helping um, her with her tuition at the salon school, feeling like she and um, her boyfriend, who also works hard, are the only ones kind of being able to bring money into the family. And uh, what's cool is that she wants to get baptized, she wants to work in the church, and but typical there, a lot of people don't get married, but they live together, and I guess that happens here too. Um, <laughs> and, um, but she decided after six years with this boyfriend and a three-year-old together that they wanted to get married. So she asked me to be the witness, um, which was really a neat experience. But in addition, um, I was like, are you gonna have a wedding reception? And she's like, no, you know, we don't have the money for it. And their house is the one I showed in that first picture, if you remember, so it's not really the best place for a wedding reception. So we offered to have it at our house. Don cooked a full meal, he did the whole thing. Um, yeah, so this is um, their wedding reception. That's just about half of the guests they invited of the family. And that's Nidalene and her boyfriend, um, well, husband now, and um, so it was really, it was really nice to be able to, to do that. And she and I become friends and I get together with her a couple times a month and just kind of encourage her because she has a kind of a tough life. Um, next slide. This is another family we've gotten to know. Um, Anna is a mom and she's got um, like about five kids of her own, but then she adopted her niece's kids because the niece is an addict on the streets of Costa Rica. And um, so she's got four kids she adopted, so a total of nine. And she's the only head of the household, the, the guy left, and, um, or the, the, her husband. And he was drinking and he just left, he couldn't handle it. And she's a wonderful Christian lady and so we really try to help her. We brought them mattresses and sheets and helped to finish a bathroom. And, um, and then you can talk about One the of the things with this family, um, they, they, the Costa Rica government was about to take their kids away because they didn't have enough, um, <coughs> they didn't have any walls or privacy. There was just one big room and they didn't have a bathroom, and so just the living conditions weren't right at all for this family. They didn't have, um, the kids were all sleeping on one bed, and so sanitary-wise it was awful. And so we stepped in and we managed to um, build, a, build a house for them, give them funds for the walls. I went to the hardware store, got all the supplies set up, for them to go in and, and pull supplies that they needed to build the house. And so they managed, they, these guys managed to pull it off and build this place and get it livable in 30 days. And so then we stepped in and uh, they, they, they came in and, and they, they, they red tagged the place because they didn't have the right bedding and the right amount of beds and the beds they did have, they weren't very safe. So we came in and, and supplied them with beds and mattresses and all of that. So we've been really walking alongside this family and helping them. But one of the other things we do is we identify um, people within the community that really want to get, they want to better their lives. They want to get educated. They want to go to classes. They want to do these things and they really can't afford it. So we step in and we come in alongside them and help them to get, get to where they need to be. And some of these people, they make like 
sewing for argument's sake. They make bags and stuff like this. So we're trying to walk alongside them so they can sell these things and start earning a living and, and become self-supportive. That's what um, we've been doing in, in, our, um, in the Oasis. Um, did you, did, do we have a slide in Oasis? We, we did, okay. He couldn't see it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, and then this, is, this was last year, but I just put these in here that we did a kitchen, we refurbished a kitchen for a single mom. And so you can see the before and after in that picture of her kitchen. And then this shows the eating area before and after. And she has two kids and um, it's really, it, that was a, a very rewarding thing because she works real hard. Um, next slide. And uh, just basically, you know, when we finish our, our English class, we, we all pray. Um, we we want to make it known that even though we're doing work in the community, that it's all for Jesus. And we have Bible verses when we start. And um, so being that trellis emphasizes prayer, I put this slide in. And then I think might be next slide. Yeah, so that's just a group of Costa Rican women that we have been able to get to know. And then the next slide. And um, so, you know, we were, uh, when we started this nonprofit, um, it, it was something that we needed to kind of learn about. And we talked to Trellis and Ian had recommended that we go through New Horizons Foundation for, and what's nice about that is it makes any donations tax deductible and it keeps us minding our P's and Q's and everything's kosher. So we will front the costs on things and then we send receipts and then the New Horizons Foundation, which handles a lot of churches, um, then they will reimburse us, but everything is very correct and good for the IRS also. So that said, if anybody wants to um, donate to what we're doing, um, that's the website. And we also um, have handouts in the back, and the handout has, it's three pages because I'm not short-winded, and it kind of explains a little bit of what we're doing and it's got a dozen pictures in it so you're welcome to take that at the back and Don and I will be in the back afterwards if anybody wants to come and say hi and talk to us. So the cool thing is is for us to be standing up here and because um, this is our home um, this is our family and uh, it's really cool to to be here um, and and just to tell you what we've been up to and uh, so I just want to thank you for your support in what we're doing and um, uh, you know we've just um, in in Costa Rica we never we never thought we were going to be there permanently <laughs> um, but God had a different plan for us and uh, so here we are and I tell you what um, the longer we in Costa Rica the the it's just we know that that's where God wants us to be, and we're just getting to know the 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 local people there, and we're building very very strong relationships within the community. So that's wonderful, and we want to thank you guys for giving us that opportunity. Thank you.
I'm going to have you guys stay up here, and I'm going to pray for them, and then we'll have the youth worship team come back up. But uh, it's amazing. From South Africa to Newport Beach, where you clean barnacles off a boat, which makes perfect sense for someone who says R all the time, the, the world-famous pirate, to Costa Mesa to just sitting in the back little room back there, and I'd see Don working on little things and little projects and talking about like a yearly project to go to Costa Rica to now full-time where that slideshow represents the fullness of everything that God had intended, that you guys would open the door so that Bill could come in and keep doing all the work that you guys have started so that Ian could hear the word trellis said in Spanish all day long. Trellis, another ministry that started at the church. I mean, this little lighthouse in the middle of nowhere in Costa Mesa, God is allowing that light to shine all over the place. And you guys are the fullness of everything that's good and wonderful about our missionaries. And I'm so grateful, church, that you've been supportive of this month to allow this month to happen so that we can see what we're investing in. Every time you invest in the church, every time you tithe and support the staff, you're investing in missions. And this is a really important part of who we are and what we do. And like we talked about last week, we need to go and we need to make and we need to baptize and we need to teach and these are the kind of people, this is what the front line looks like. So when we stand with them, we're reminding ourselves what it looks like to do missions. It's not because it's easy. It's never, nothing, does that sound easy to you? I mean, nothing about what they're doing is easy, but it's worth it. So every one of those little kids that's been helped has been helped because you guys support and you guys care about it. So let's lift them to the Lord as, on behalf of all the other missions as well. And just really ask God to continue to bless not just Costa Rica, but why ministry, um, Marty Hooper, where he's doing ministry, Cuco down in Mexico, all of our missionaries everywhere. Let's take a moment to really stop and ask God to bless these people that are living the frontline dream, getting it done every day in the trenches. Let's thank God for them. Father God, first and foremost, we just thank you for Don and Jill, and we thank you for the opportunity that we've had in coming alongside of them. We thank you that they've been able to come to the church humble and just do whatever it takes. Like I said, you know, anyone who's ever seen barnacles on the bottom of a boat knows this is, this is someone that was willing to do whatever it took to get money to support his family, to, to give them the opportunity. Of course, the fact that you blessed Jill with the opportunity to speak Spanish and to teach all these different tools and assets, Father, that you were using the whole time to, to build this big picture that was going to manifest one day. And here it is. Today, we get to sit in Costa Mesa and see the ministry in Costa Rica. That's that's something that's tangible, that lives are being changed, and even more lives are stacking up, Father. These uh, five churches that have already gathered, these uh, eight people that are already learning to teach, these two more that are staged behind it, Father. Each and every one of them will have an oikos that they will affect more and more people in Costa Rica, in Uvita, and on, onward, Father, are going to hear the name of Jesus. And it's all because missionaries showed up and said, here we are, Lord, send us. We pray for their protection. We pray for their encouragement. We pray for their financial support. But Father, first and foremost, we pray for the sense of urgency that they bring to all of us, that they remind us each and every day that there is a cost in ministry. And the cost in ministry was paid in full by you. To tell us that it was paid in full by Jesus's life on the cross. And now we have this great commission to go. Thank you for the representation that they've shown us in their lives. On behalf of every missionary and every church is supporting them, Father, may they grant them the community to bless the kingdom of God so that your return is that much more imminent and more people will be with us in heaven. Thank you for the opportunity this morning to be blessed and encouraged by this. We do it all and say it all in your son's precious and holy name. Amen. God bless you guys. Say thank you. You can hand that back to them. One final, one final thing, church. Um, we were informed this morning that our beloved uh, Tony a gentleman that's always sitting in the back row with his oxygen and his wife have succumbed to COVID. 
And as we know, a lot of things in life aren't going to go away. We're probably going to be saying that for the next 10 years. But unfortunately for Tony, um, he is definitely a high-risk guy. So for you prayer warriors, and you're looking for something to do this afternoon, and you want to just get alone and ask God to just reach out and cover someone, um, Tony's like Merv, like all that whole back row lap. They've all said, if anything ever happens, this is where they'd want to be. So I hope you have that same kind of encouragement. Also, one final announcement. Next week, we're going to start the James series. So this concludes the last series on missions, and we will start the book of James next month. We're very excited about that. Tell a friend if you've never studied the book of James. should be encouraging to you guys, and thank you guys for showing up. Let's celebrate one last time with an incredible youth worship team. Far as I know, first time they've ever been up here. Thank you, worship yes. team, for blessing us. Yes. I am blessed to be up here with these guys. Let me tell you. The amazing part about him is their hearts. He's got to tell you that. If you want to stand and sing, you may. If you want to sit, whatever. Are you hurting and broken within? Overwhelmed by the pain of sin? Jesus is God. Before him, for he 
like I said, it's an honor to be up here with these young people. And I'm so glad I fit in so close. You know, that's the best part. Uh, we're just grateful to be here. Now, I asked them what song they wanted to do to close. And this is their rendition of a very great song called Lord, I Need You. So we just let them play with their hearts this morning. Here we go. Hold on. supposed to keep singing but I started losing it <laughs> they are amazing God we thank you for this gathering together this day we are blessed just to be in your presence and we ask now God as we go our separate ways and we do what we do during the week that you be with us protect us and watch over us in all of these things we pray in Jesus name amen God bless you church have a great week <laughs>